Big thank you to everyone buying All Time Podcast t-shirts. We still have size large left if you want to place an order. $25 a t-shirt. Uh, we Well, Steve promised you that the X-Larges and double X-Larges will be ready on September 5th. Well, well, let's hope, right? They're not ready. Today's September 4th. Sorry about that, but we're getting them very soon. Yep. So within this week, hopefully we'll be contacting you about them. We're already September 4th? We're already September 4th. Fuck. Um, that's as good of an intro as I have. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. is this week Friday September 4th we have Big Sean Detroit 2 I fucked up because last week I said it was coming out last week but it's coming out this week September 4th and I've got Bill Callahan gold record no Bill Callahan not a big week not a, not a big week no no I like surprise releases last week there was a couple of surprise releases I completely forgot about like the locks new album that came out. I had no idea that was coming out. JDK, uh, Styles P, Chic Luch, uh, their third, fourth album, if I'm not mistaken, that came out. That I was really surprised when I woke up and I saw, I was like, oh shit, I forgot to mention this, uh, being a fan. And this week's episode is all about the locks now. Yeah. We did Nas, so. Yeah, we did Nas, let's do the locks, let's do all of the JDK, Styles P, Chic Luch uh, <laughs> solo albums. Cause I that'll, know be, you- that'll be great. Because that's what we fucking started this for, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Big Sean, uh, 21 tracks. That's a lot of Big Sean. Too much Big Sean. Too many featurings. There's like 21 featurings. On 21 tracks? Uh, He has like four songs by himself, five songs by himself. Let's be honest. Who the fuck puts out 21 tracks in 2020? Drake and Migos? Yeah, uh, Migos didn't put out that many songs. Fifteen. Drake. No, Culture Two had a lot of songs. Though. Yeah, it had two discs. The double album for me is not, mind you, there's a double album in my probably top five, top ten this year. But I'm not a double album guy. No, it gets redundant. Yeah, it's very. Most double albums don't need to be double albums. I've I've used to like so many albums, like the Redman albums, where it was like twenty four songs. With like eight skits, I used to enjoy that. Yeah. Like I, at some point in my life, I would say maybe, let's say up to like about 2017, 16, I was just like, okay, I want long albums. Why the fuck are people putting out such short albums? And now I can't listen to long albums anymore. They're too fucking long. Yeah, I don't, uh, like I said, very rarely. The double album this year that I liked is Moses Sumney's Grey, but. How long was that? It's about an hour and 20, an Oof. hour and a half. But it's good content. It's it's not, there's no songs that are there to be there. You know when I... And he released them as two separate albums, but physically they came as a double album. Okay. So you, you could listen to them as one album, one album, if okay, you want. Okay, that's, that's smart. And they're both very good. So looking at it as a double album, it worked. I think since like 2016, where I was getting into Griselda, West Side Gun, and all the projects they would put out, throughout the year and they were short albums 
that's when I started to like shorter albums, 39 minute albums, 30 yeah. minute albums, 22 minute albums. You like, know, double albums would be, a, would be a great episode. Double albums? There's a lot? Like we, we work at picking like the top 10 double albums of all time. Can you name like 10 right now? Off the top of my head? The thing that's tricky with if I name you double albums is because back in the day, an album like The Who, Tommy, or The Clash's London Calling were double albums. They were? They were, but on CD, they fit on CD. So when they, when the, when, when, when there were pressings of CD that started coming out, they were pressed on a single disc. So that London Calling's a double album is kind of, it's not always, um, I don't want to say it's not often mentioned with a lot of double albums because future releases put it on a single disc, whereas something like The Who's Quadrophenia is on two separate discs. Pink Floyd The Wall is on two separate discs. So they hold that kind of double album, you know? Yeah, no, okay, I get it. But back in the day, there were so many double albums that but now that when you... are now pressed on CD on a single disc. Yeah, what about tapes? Well, tapes had the... Tapes probably, ah, uh, good question. I don't know. You think of it because when you have a tape, you have two sides. Yeah. I don't like, and all the tapes I own are long albums that are just two sides, except my Wu Tang Forever. Well, you could you could also change the speed at, in which you're recording on the tape for better quality or for lesser quality. So there were probably a lot of longer albums that got shitty tape versions. But I just learned something. So the London Calling was a double album, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, to me, it doesn't cross my mind that it's a double album because I've never seen it right, exactly. as no, a double exactly, album, yeah. like London Calling on CD. Yeah. But back in the day, albums were fucking long. And the the Clash album after that, Sandinista, was a fucking triple album. Wow. Really? And on CD is a double. But look at, like, bands so, like the Ramones, Minor yeah. Threat. Yeah. Uh, like, they have long albums. No. no Ramones I wouldn't say they don't I have exceed. a Ramones album That's like 25 songs Is it a live one Or a greatest hits Because they don't Their albums don't Don't do that Which album do I have I had one as a kid It's the cart oh, That's car- the live one That's the live one Yes Okay so With that's the why dinosaurs I- live? Yes Yeah that's a live yes. one Yes That's crazy I own two Ramones albums That one mm-hmm. And there's another cartoon one is it the yellow one? Yes. And that's it's like the purple hits. with like the fucking, I don't know if it's like Oh, a, no, yeah. Well, that's the greatest hits live. Okay. And there's the cover of them. And then the other one is another live album. Okay. But like punk bands back in the day used to have long albums. Yeah. Like Rancid used to have long albums. Yeah. But punk originally was not necessarily a long album. What's that Minor Threat album that's really super long, but the songs are like two minutes? Uh, minute. Well, Minor Threat's another example of having their complete discography on one disc. Hmm. So you could own the CD of Minor Threat Complete Discography, but it collects all their EPs, their singles, Solid Days. It's like it's complete. Also, back then, songs were longer. Like five minutes, four minutes. Yeah. You know what's crazy is, uh, don't ask, because I hate this band till the death. Who? Metallica. Yeah. Metallica had fucking long songs. Yeah, but there were maybe eight, nine on an album. But they were fucking long, man. Like, now I won't be able to listen to a seven-minute track, eight-minute track, nine-minute track. They, no. get, they get super long. Like, I find you can't... Like, bands need to put more material on an album. Yeah. Like, why make your songs 
nine minutes. Well, if it's a minutes. good nine minute song, it's a good nine minute song. You're telling me Metallica had good nine minute songs? I don't like Metallica. Hmm. But I mean, for somebody who really likes Metallica, sure, they're great. Yeah, but fuck, they're long, man. Like, I was listening to Enter Sandman. Let's not get into the conversation of why. <laughs> but I think that's probably the song I like from Metallica. But anyways, like, it was long. And it's only like six minutes. Yeah, it's a long, yeah. So what have you been listening to? This week? I like asking that question because I find with not too much music coming out, like, it varies for me. I'm like all over the place. This week, I'm not much into music. Really? No. At all. We have fantasy football draft. True. So I'm not I'm 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 into fantasy football podcasts right now. So you've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, and when I do put on an album, the last album I listened to in the car, we listen to the Ramones because the kid gets really excited. Um the Phoebe Bridgers album is still on repeat a lot for me. Punisher, probably my album of the year so far. Um, I've been in the mood to put on the Stooges again for some reason, and I, I like I said, I'm, I'm doing the podcast, getting ready for draft. So, for me this week, it's been all over the place. Like on Monday, I remember texting you saying I listened to some really good music. Like I was listening to Capone Noriega, uh, Corrupt, uh, Daz Dillinger, uh. Oh, obviously the West Side Guns to start my Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I've been like just on like a trip of just like whatever I like, I'm scrolling mm -hmm. in the iPod and it's like, oh shit, I haven't listened to the album in so long. Let me go back and listen to it. Yeah. And I think when music doesn't come out in 2020, like right now, I'm just super excited to go back and discover, rediscover the albums yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm listening to. And it's crazy because I work with Malenko. It's like, we'll open in the morning. We'll have two, three hours before we open the store. And it's just like, okay, let's listen to this, 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 and this. Like I put on Smith & Wesson and Pete Rock Yeah, the other morning. Mm -hmm. And I put a Pete Rock album, Soul Survivor. Like I was just, like, it's whatever I was flickering and whatever came up and I was just like, you know what? I'm in the mood for that. Let's go back and listen to it. And it's, I feel sometimes it's like a breath of fresh air going back to these albums and being like, it's standing the test of time. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, it's like, if there's nothing coming out, it's just like... You what, float around, yeah. You float around. What else can I discover? Usually if, usually if there's something that I listen to when new releases aren't coming out, it's because I read about an anniversary, an artist somewhere. And Anniversaries get me back into albums. That's why I was so big into the Stooges this year again, because of Funhouse turning 50. 50 years old? Yeah. Did you post anything on that? I think I posted it, yeah. I definitely posted it when I was turned 50. Yeah. 50 years? Yeah. That's and when big. you turn on that album, it's still fucking... It's so... It's so... That album's fucking disgusting. When you listen to it, it's like... Disgusting and... Like, you have to think, like, the Beatles weren't broken up yet. Well, oh, they had fuck. the Beatles had released Let It Be in 70... So they were about to break up, and the Stooges are fucking. But like Stooges are grime. dirty. Detroit grime. D Detroit, let's be honest. The with Stooges Funhouse is sorry to cut you off about Detroit, but the Stooges Funhouse is maybe not necessarily full on a punk album, but if one album is responsible for punk, it's the Stooges Funhouse. He's a nutcase as well. 
But he he's a nutcase, but if it's all calculated. He's smart. He's yeah, a smart yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Iggy Pop is very... Do you like a lot of Iggy Pop's later stuff? Like The, the first two records with Bowie. He made albums with Bowie? The first two records that Iggy Pop put out were recorded in Germany with Bowie during Bowie's sessions for Heroes, Low, and... Um, why am I blanking out on this? I don't know. I can't tell you which. I like Bowie, but Logic. I can't. Okay. So Bowie did his three albums and produced two Iggy Pop albums. And so a song like China Girl by Bowie is actually first heard on Iggy Pop's album. Iggy, Iggy Pop, Pop worked, with a, album. Iggy Pop Iggy worked with a lot of people. First album. Right? Iggy Pop did work with a lot of people. And he seems, apparently, for somebody who has so much credit and such a great career and... He seems like somebody that people no really shirt. like working with. Well, he's an artist. Yeah, but he's not a jerk. Well, that's smart. You need to like that's smart that you're not a jerk. Like you, you stick to your craft, you stick to your guns, and you do, you make the music, and you work with the right people. Like when you work with somebody like Bowie. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Bowie's a fan of him, right? For them to oh, work yeah, together. Of yeah, you know they, what I mean? Yeah. They cleaned up together apparently during their Berlin session. Yeah, that was also sure. produced by Brian Eno. There was also Lou Reed music being created. Lou Reed's best music also came from that period, having Bowie produce it. Transformer, song Walk on the Wild Side. That album was another Bowie-produced album. Fuck, you know what came to my mind? Sorry to cut you yeah, off. No, Before sorry. I forget, I sent you a text today with the Velvet Revolver. Yeah, what was that about? Okay, so... I saw that, but it was like the first thing I saw it like... Like it was... So I, I was dropping off the kids at daycare. And before getting into the car, because my wife likes to put on 97 point something, whatever, that rock station. Yeah. And it's the... Like when I, I, I turn the key, it goes on right away. And usually I'm like, fuck this. It's fucking shit music. And I change. But this morning, there was that Villa Revolver song. Yeah, okay. And I let it play through and i did the shazam because I, I i to me shazamming it and sending it to somebody it's funner than just saying look what i'm listening to with the name of the song okay and i send it to you and i send it to my cousin mark but the reason why i send it to my cousin mark is because growing up yeah mark used to take me to the movies or used to, we used to hang out go to the mall and i would watch him just spend money on stupidity okay and we would blast that song non-fucking what song was it uh, fuck, falling. Um, it's like that big song, big song. They had two singles, right? They had yeah. two big singles, I think, off that first album. Yeah, I was. hesitated so many times to buy that album. That album's good. I never bought it. Good to the point where it's like, if it's playing, I'm not gonna tell the person to take it off. Um, yeah, fall to pieces. Fuck, I don't remember it. I'd have to hear it. I really have to hear it. But that's a f and. It was bringing me back to the times of what was I listening to? Like, and I remember those times listening to like that. My cousin would make me listen to The Killers, mm. uh, The Strokes, The Vines, like all these good bands, but I never forgot about them. So when it plays, I let it play through. Yeah. And then it got me thinking, fuck, the rancids of the world. Like, what What was I listening to? Back then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all the shit that, when it comes on, it's still good to me. 
Yeah. And that song is fucking amazing. It reminds you of something for sure. It reminds me of just a time where everything was easier. Yeah. And everything was funner and I was learning music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. People can think that album's shit and who cares? No, but it's true because I look back at a lot of bands that I liked young. Right. Really young. Like a System of a Down or fucking Audio Slave or... Good fucking Audio Slave was... I liked Audio Slave. But I could give a fuck for it now and listening to Audio Slave now does nothing for me and it's not even good anymore. No, because but what, you were young, so you were discovering. But there are bands that are still good to me. Yeah. There are plenty, plenty of bands that I liked really young that are still good to me. Well, look at you and Red Hot Chili Peppers. A lot of it's people... Like a, yeah, it's like a guilty thing that I have with them because I know how people think they're corny and they suck and I see why people would think that, but to me that's like... It's the fucking reason I discovered so much music. It's the fucking reason I like picked up a guitar. It's the reason like I got deeper into music when i was a kid i used to have a, a poster of them on the wall and remember flea used to have that bass that used to have all the bands <laughs> the stickers of the bands yeah, on yeah. the bass that's how i got into punk rock i would look at that bass on my wall and i'd be like okay fugazi the clash the sex pistol sticker i gotta go here where these things are and that's how certain bands i got into fugazi was it's it, that's exactly how i got into them and then seeing them cover one of their songs. The Sex Pistols, The Clash. It was it was knowing that these were things that my idols or the band I like liked. There were bands like Black Flag or Circle Jerks that I didn't get into. But for the most part, like... And I think that's why I hold the Chili Peppers so close. I have a, I have a, a compilation disc that came with a magazine, Mojo Magazine. And it was 14 hand-selected songs... By the Chili Peppers, Sly and the Family Stone, Gang of Four, who were who were one of my, who put out one of my favorite albums of all time. Now looking back at it, having discovered them on that compilation, they had the Ohio Players on it. James Brown was on that compilation. Frank Zappa was on that compilation. So it really opened me up. Funkadelic was on that compilation. Yeah. So it opened me up to a bunch of artists that they liked. That's why I keep them that close. So since we're on the topic, let, let's get into it. What made you start listening to music? How did you start listening to music? Napster. Really? Napster and much music. That was my that was my music. I mean, burning fucking CDs was like a, there was a thrill. Even if like three of the four three of four CDs would have the same majority of the same songs, it was just perfecting a playlist with whatever was hot. You had Napster young? Yeah. Like, how old were you? Like 10? 9, 10, yeah. Fuck, I didn't even have a computer at 9, 10. Yeah, 9, 10, I was, I was burning CDs already. I was burning the Californication singles. There was System of Down songs, Rage Against Machine songs. A lot of them my sister was listening to. Yeah, you know... A lot of them my sister was listening to in this very room, actually. That's crazy, because you had your sister to show you music. Yeah. That's what a lot of things... I keep cutting off this episode. I got to slow down. When we went to high school, I don't want to jump ahead to high school, but that was interesting because the friends I made were the older brothers. Ah. So when I met people, I already knew of the Rancids, the Nirvanas. Some people that I was friends with didn't know Kurt Cobain was dead. Oof. That was foreign to me. That was like, like if you listen to any music, you know Kurt Cobain is dead. Yes, for sure. 
that was me, but I was the younger brother. Mm-hmm. I got it from somewhere. See, that's you had somebody yeah. to kind of show you the music. And I remember you telling me the story of your mom's bringing you to your first concert, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And that opened more doors to you, obviously. Yeah. But like you had your older sister. Yeah. I'm the first. Yeah, exactly. My brother's younger than me. But we were a music family too. See, and I, I take that, I take that, you know, like I laughed a lot when I would see my, my dad's Purple Rain CD. I'd be like, like, my dad's weird. Better that album though. But now looking at it, like my dad was a huge Genesis fan. A couple of years ago, I had a Genesis phase. There's things that you kind of, you know, I was, I took for granted that this is my parents' music. Like I can't listen to what my parents like. But a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. And I didn't have that. Like, my parents never showed me music. My dad never showed me music. My mom never showed me music. I remember my uncle DJing, playing music in my grandparents' garage, stuff like that. But it wasn't music that I was like, oh, I need to go listen to this. Yeah. Like, my first real affection with music was because of my cousin Mark. Very young, he would take me to the movies, like I mentioned earlier, and he would play music in the car. And he would play so much different music that it would just, it would like that that light would come on in my brain and be like, "What is this?" Yeah. And because of him, I just attached to music. Yeah. And he never always agreed with the artist I would listen to. Like as I got older. But we always listen to music together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my cousin Mark actually brought me to like one of my first like as an after my mom bringing me to Backstreet Boys, Mark brought me to my first concerts. And what was it? What was I think Backstreet Boys gets a pass. I'm very well, fuck, that I'm, was a good show. I'm, I don't give a shit. If people laugh at me to this day. That was a fucking amazing show. But, they were changing clothes quicker than fucking I could put my underwear on in the morning. But what was your first I don't want to say real show, but. Well, my first real show. Like, what was the first show, like you say, with your cousin Mark? Actually, my cousin Mark brought me to Alexis on Fire. Alex. Okay. That's the first show he brought me to. Okay. Okay. But now this is when I just started high school. But before that, it was a show with you, actually. Okay, so that's it. So my first show was Springsteen okay. in May of 03. Okay. My second show was also in May of 03 was the Chili Pepper show. Mm-hmm. Mars missed. Volta and Queens of the Stone Age. That my dad never made me go to. And my third show was the one you were about to say. So Rancid. Yeah. Indestructible Tour. Yeah. So that show yeah. was like my first, like, I'm going alone to the show. Yeah. It was... What, did Foo Fighters all my life come up before that or after that? Around that period. So those were like my two back-to-back shows. Okay. Rancid, Indestructible, and Foo Fighters all my life with Pete Yorn at the Verdun Auditorium. That was a one-by-one tour, right? The album one-by-one? Yeah, with All My Life. I say All My Life because that the was a single. single. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. But like that's when I started going alone to shows and that's when I was really like with music, like yeah. discovering different things. Like... As a kid, grade five, I would listen to like Dr. Dre, Eminem, mm-hmm. Puff Daddy. Uh, it was all with Kaza. 
Remember Kanza? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, was like the... I, w- I used to be in the basement, uh, an old friend Stefano's basement, on our days off or yeah. after school, and we would just fucking download music, download fucking music like mm-hmm. crazy. But it was never albums. It was always like singles, songs. Uh, Bad Boys for Life by Puff Daddy. We would play that like crazy. Yeah. DMX, like all that shit. And then like that's when it was just like singles. But then it started getting into the albums. Yeah. The Blink One Eighty Two. I remember yeah. grade six, my birthday because my birthday is in June, so it was at the end of the school year. My parents bought me Enema of the State. Blink-182. Mm-hmm. And then the following, they bought me Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah. But like it was discovering full albums and listening to full albums and not skipping songs. I used to sit in my room and my brother was younger than me and he had a CD player. Like remember those boombox looking CD players? Yeah. And that's where I would sit in my room and just listen to the album on repeat yeah. over and over and over again. But that's when I started discovering music because before that, it was just listening to it with my cousin Mark. Yeah. Or just listening to the radio. No, and, for sure. Yeah. And another thing was at that period, it was Rage Against the Machine. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you remember the first albums you ever bought? Uh, yes. By heart. What are they? Besides giving. This is like, like not a gift. Like you had money and you went to go get it. The first album I went to get on my own, well, my dad brought me, but I paid it with yeah, my yeah. own money, was uh, Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. Nice. I had that one on tape as a gift. But the first albums I ever you had that bought. on tape? I had that on tape, yeah. Do you still have gift. it? No, I don't have it. I remember one year I got a Walkman. I got, Ooh, a, those tape. Were fun. I got a tape copy of Marshall Mathers LP on tape to listen to my Walkman. And then on the side, I got a CD of. The Mark Tom and Travis show. That was, yeah. Those albums too. Yeah. That was a good life. That was a great life album. That, amazing. Um, the first the first albums I ever bought with my own money was shortly after discovering the Chili Peppers with By The Way. My sister had a copy that I would borrow and listen mm-hmm. to. I went to the store and picked up three for 30 back in the day at HMV. The green stickers, I think they were. That's funny. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Rage Against Machines, Battle of Los Angeles, Ooh. and the self-titled System of a Down album. As a System of a Down fan back in the day, I never once owned a copy of Toxicity. Never? I had that album twice. I still have it. I don't have their... Uh, Do you want a copy? You have no, mes- no, no. I don't have their albums anymore. I got rid of them. Didn't you have Mesmerize and Hypnotize? I did. But they're not, they're not a band I listen to. I got rid of their shit. See, like, see all those albums you named? Yeah. I was listening to that too. Those were some of the first albums I yeah. bought. System of a Down, Toxicity, Rage Against the Machine, Battle of Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. I bought that one in auto, I remember. You know, like... It's crazy how we... Like, I like I have that... It's so fucking weird. Like, we listen to so many music and so many albums. But I remember my father and grandparents dragging me to Ottawa to see some of their family. We ended up at a mall. I went in. I bought Evil Empire. Why does that album... Remind me of that. HMV or Music World? Uh, it was HMV. See, I was buying albums at Music World. You know what Music World reminds me of? All the Sonic Youth albums I never bought. They really? were always on sale and I'd be like, ah, next time, next time, next time. So you were listening to Sonic Youth Young? High school was the Sonic Youth phase okay. for me. What we would do was, was very, was, was very, um, everyone would, we, we would all get the Christmas money and then we'd go to, H- we'd go to a record store and we'd all buy different shit. Remind me to say something. Just jump back to me after you say that story so I don't forget. So there was one year that we went, full on snowstorm. 
I bought Godspeed You Black Emperor albums. I bought Velvet Underground albums. And my friend bought Sonic Youth albums and Primus albums. Good for you. So when we got home, it was just listening to the four. It was whoever could buy what, and we would share that kind of experience. It was great. It's too bad. Those are friends I don't really speak to anymore, but that's that's how we would do it. And we'd fucking go to we We couldn't possibly buy another album. At the end, when you had 10 bucks left, you're grabbing one out of the bin. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Albums I used to buy, before yeah. I forget, wrestling soundtracks. Yeah. It's funny, but... Like I would spend my money, like Christmas money, yeah. on wrestling, wrestling soundtracks. soundtracks. That, I, that I was less into. That but, was more like a, an, an elementary school. But I used to love it. And I remember owning the WWF Aggression mm-hmm. or the WWF Tough Enough. And yeah. I was discovering bands on that. Yeah, I was discovering rappers on that as well. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy to me that I was listening to so much wrestling music yeah. in my Walkman. But speaking of Walkmans... Yeah, yeah. I was not allowed to listen to Eminem in the house. Uh-huh. And I remember having Eminem show that I got for my birthday, Marshall Mathers, that I bought one of the first CDs I bought, and D12, the first mm. D12. And I used to put that on my Walkman and walk around the block and just listen to that music, sit on the steps yeah. and listen to those three albums on repeat over and over and over again. Pop in Blink-182, pop in all these bands yeah, and just listen. Some 41. Yeah, the first album, I'll Kill Her no, oh, no Filler was the first album? No, it was no. the one with the, the guy with the that water gun. That was so gun. good. Dude, that album was soon. But, but All Killer wasn't bad too. Some 41 had, you know they what? They weren't too bad. F- being young and, and starting high school, end yeah. of elementary, Some 41 was fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. I used to dress exactly oh, like yeah, him with the high so socks, good, the big ass jeans, and the, and the tight shirts. Yeah. But... Just like how I got into different phases mm-hmm. of music, but except for my cousin Mark, nobody was showing me shit. It was me digging in. That's cool. Yeah, I know. But that's how it starts, man. Because you, a lot of people have people that show them so much stuff. Yeah. But again, people weren't agreeing with what I was listening to. Like I had a huge secondary one, huge phase with corn. Yeah. Like huge Untouchables came out. Oof, that one was bad. I used to listen to Untouchables. No. Take okay. a look in the mirror was a double. No, not the double, the doll. The no, the doll was issues. Issues. That was bad, huh? Man, I had a fucking corn phase for like two years straight. <laughs> strong. <laughs> untouchables. I remember Untouchables. I used to listen to Untouchables. I knew the album by heart. Heart. Untouchables fucking issues follow the leader where i discovered like kind of like rap and metal together because there was master p on it there was ice cube life is peachy the first corn with blind remember the song blind yeah like and then that got me into like fucking system of a down those kind of new metal bands deftones fucking deftones Deftones are the only band that kind of don't aren't too bad out of all them white pony the album white pony yeah did i hold on to that I don't know if I got Prob- rid of it. I, that's something you would get rid of. Fuck yeah. But that was a good album. That and Around the Fur. Toxicity was a good album. Yeah, but but I'm too old for that now. I'm too old for System Oh yeah, for Down, sure. I, I agree with you 110%. I'm not trying to put an age because there are people that listen to System of a Down. Like, well, they made some fucking good fucking albums. I'm not big on that type of music. Like even like for a little while I used to really like Tool. 
Yeah. I still have the albums, but I don't care for Tool. But high school, yeah, it was those bands. High school was, I, but yeah, high school was those bands, but it was also just, a, for me, it was absorbing as much as I could. Because at the end of high school, the indie stuff was starting. Yeah. So the Modest Mouse broke out with, mo, not the Modest Mouse, but the Modest Mouse type of band. Another band that my cousin Mark got me into. Well, that's Modest something mouse. that they broke out with Float On while we were in high yep. school. So that was something you go back and you find the rest of the catalog. Because the rest of the catalog, we were too young to hear. And it wasn't on the Much Musics and uh, or the, um, like on Napster, it wasn't the obvious songs to go yeah. download, you know? Radiohead discovered because my cousin Mark. Radiohead was because of, uh, for me, was because of Much Music. Oasis. With the Hail to the Thief videos. Oasis, my cousin Mark. My cousin Mark used to play Oasis in the car all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Oasis was uh, because of my wife. Really? I didn't care for Oasis. So many fucking I was good... a Blur guy. Yeah. I, I'd blocked them out of my life, but I don't My cousin used Oasis. to play Blur in the car. Yeah. Like all this shit... He used to play. I can't remember that car he used to drive, but it was like beige. But we used to listen to... It was always CDs, huh? It was not iPods and shit like that. At one point, he had a fucking MP3 player. (laughs) But we used to listen to so much. And like, I would try and retain Mm -hmm. the music he would play. But he had a mental fucking CD collection. Yeah. That I'm actually going to go take from him one day. But like, so much good music came out of that car. Uh he used to, I used to go sleep over and he would go to concerts at night. Like he was big into music. And I think my passion of music came from feeding off his energy with music. Yeah. But again, I wasn't always listening to the same things he was listening to. Yeah, no, for sure. I was digging deep, deep into music. Uh, and I was always finding like in high school. Again, it's always with the people you hang out with. I had crazy phases in high school. I had the... Metal phase, hardcore phase. Yeah. I had a huge punk phase. And that's where we yeah. met. We met at the Rancid concert. Yeah. But met. Like, met, yeah. It was the first event we were both at that we can recall. Yeah. Never think we would be sitting here doing a fucking podcast. We were, we were a row apart. No, but you were in back of me. I was in back of you. Where the girl fainted. fainted. Yeah. Right up against me, yeah. We were nice, right? I was wearing blue checkered pants. Nice. Uh, I was I had long hair. <laughs> yeah, I remember that long hair. It looked like a stoner, but anyways. Well, at that point in my life, I'm you had long fucking hair. That's crazy. I'm looking at you right now, and you have short <laughs> ass hair. Uh, but like, hardcore phase. That's a phase, phase I never had. Hardcore. No, I, that's crazy. You never had that. You, like when you when you were having the more of the that rock alternative yeah. type phase, yeah. I was into like hardcore, hardcore metalcore. Uh, like that emo music and shit like that. Yeah. I'm not scared to say it now. Those were bands that to me never clicked. Like to me, no. hardcore was like I got into at the drive-in after seeing Mars Volta yeah. at that Chili Pepper concert. That to me was hardcore. That to me was as as punk emo hardcore I would get. Did you go to that Warp Tour 2004? I've never been to a Warp Tour. Never. That type of punk never never was my thing. Really? That alternative kind of punk, like it was fun during Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but like I don't, I never owned a Melancholy, Melancholy? Melancholy. Like Wagon, Propaganda, like fuck it, no, it's not for me. See, like that was the day. I own NoFX albums, I own Rancid albums, but not those guys. I wasn't big on NoFX, never was big on NoFX. I listened to NoFX because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Yeah. but like I never bought a NoFX album. It wasn't for me. Okay. 
And I used to like watch a lot of their videos on One Two Three Punk. Yeah. And TV got me into fucking music too, because I remember listening as a kid at, at home. Much vibe. Mm-hmm. That what was that what, that top five music videos? It was on Much Music. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, but there was like I remember seeing fucking Gin and Juice, Snoop Dogg yeah. on Much Vibe, The Game, and they had special guests, and they were. Sh- I remember The Game, sh- like picking his favorite videos. Yeah. And like I, that made me get into different artists, but. I remember when when just because you said the. Like the 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 hip hop shows, I remember the Music Plus hip hop show when Old Dirty died. Oh, I was on the couch with Scally, and the guy was like devastated. Like he kept repeating Old Dirty Bastards, Return of the Thirty Six Chambers, the Chambers Old Dirty Bastards. and we we're like, like this this guy's like devastated at someone who just died. And then they put the Brooklyn Zoo video on, <laughs> and we were pissing our pants. We were like, what the fuck, like. Yeah. Like we were expecting like something like somewhat, but again, he kept saying old dirty bastard, old dirty bastard. We're like, who is this? Yeah. That was my first time hearing a dirty song outside of like, well, not even outside. I didn't know Wu-Tang then. I wasn't listening to that. No, but you discover that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's it's like people talking about it, seeing things on TV. Mm. I want to just get back to my phases, like all these phases, like... Like before that, I also had rock, had the like the that pop punk Blink One Eighty Two type phase, Atari's, uh, the Rancid. Even though it wasn't pop punk, you know, like Millen Cullen, like you yeah. mentioned, Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards, going to Warp Tour, and going to see all those bands, Anti Flag, yeah, Less Than Jake, uh, the Used. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, like all the those AFI. All, AFI all those fucking bands and then shifting to like hardcore. Yeah. And then shifting to metalcore. And then, but you know what's crazy about this? This is I always listen to hip hop in between all this. Didn't you used to do in a, like a hardcore band? You used, to, you used to scream or something? No, I was uh, not like I was friends with guys that were in a hardcore band. Okay. And I was like, Fucking, I guess Rody, what do you call like? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. We did shows. I did shows for them and stuff like that. Just was there, not manager, but you know what I mean, like just for show type of thing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and it was super fun. I had so much fun doing that shit. But I always stuck with hip hop because hip hop was always like hip hop was always there for me. And between all these phases, yeah, I had, yeah. I always had hip hop in the background. Yeah, like the G Unit phase. While I was listening to hardcore. Yeah. G-Unit was there. 50 mm. Cent was there. Like all the solo. And that's where me and my cousin Francis, Mark's brother, he was showing me G-Unit. He was showing me 50 Cent. He was showing me Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, The Game. I remember us, him picking me up yeah. and us listening to it in the car. Like all that, like every album. And then, oh, fuck, The Game's coming on. You know, we got to listen to The Game. And we would uh-huh. blare that. Like all that shit. Like it. It was again. My cousins played a big part in my music, but like, I, I wasn't listening to that on my own till they showed me it. Yeah. yeah. So hip hop was always there for me. Hip hop for me started again with the Napsters, the Eminem's, that era, Outkast, Tanconia, 
Nelly Country Grammar I owned on CD. You still have that? I need no, that. No, I don't have that. No? Uh, that was like the era that got me with hip-hop. Music videos would show it. My sister owning hip-hop. I'm trying to go back. She owned the Black Album. That's how I first heard the Black Album by Jay-Z. Um, I think that's about it, though. She used to have this Motown. I keep thinking of it now as we're talking this Motown 2 disc compilation that I'm not a Motown guy, but that was also something that I was exposed to just because I was curious mm-hmm. about what that disc was. I forget what exactly was on it, but it was like a two disc, like a massive compilation. I was curious, man. I, I was curious to hear everything. I had I had jazz, like jazz albums that I owned that I didn't listen to like till five, six years later when I had like a jazz phase. You go through these phases and it's fun because you discover so much from it. Yeah. But for sure. So you got into hip hop. It was those things. It was the it was the 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 Stankonias, the Eminems, that that early two thousands hip hop that didn't age well. And then when I started getting more into rock, I kinda kept it to the side. I kept the outcasts closed, but the Kanye's. That came later though. Yeah, two thousand four. That came out late registration, yeah. Oh, for me it was late See, I used to watch Jesus Walks at my grandparents' house when I was stoned out of my mind. Jesus Walks would play on the TV. Yeah, I'd see the songs. I much, knew the songs. Much music used to play these videos on repeat. I wasn't interested in Jesus Walks because it was too religious. I didn't even understand what was going on. I just, I thought that was like, who is this guy? Yeah. What 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 is this song? But it, it was the beat that caught me too. The beat was interesting, yeah. You know what I mean? But you see all these, you're going through phases and you these things are like in the background. Yeah. Like you're listening to something totally different than what you're watching and you're still interested in it. And then it comes back to you years later. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing about the music is that it sticks with you and you go through these phases and when you're going through these phases... It makes you think of times. Yeah. And that's why, like, I was listening to that Velvet Revolver song, and I was just like, it's fucking great. And it brought me back to a time. Yeah, for sure. You used to play in bands, though, right? Yeah. When we played in bands, the first band I had that was deep into Mars Volta, and we just tried to rip that off. Mars Volta? Yeah, it was not. But Mars Volta was big. They were big at the time, but like, like no way you could have had a good band trying to sound like them. Like it's 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 all calculated chaos, right? Right. Like, no, like it's it's not music that I would ever. The first band that I played in, I would never fucking listen to that ever again. And then later, we had other bands and music projects that we would do. Like I was in, I I always liked creating music. I didn't, I, I, I found that doing it with a band, well, you see me doing this podcast. Yes. I could be very meticulous about how things have to go. Yes. But I think if you weren't meticulous, then we would fall the fuck off because you keep things in line. Not really though. But you need to be like that and fucking, and you you have to be a bit like that. And and, and I, I personally always found that making music, you have to be like that. If you're not as serious as the other people making it, it becomes difficult. Of course. Uh, maybe I was just too serious. I don't know. But for a long time, it was the Mars Voltas that were really 
that I was really into. Then later is when I started having more of a Radiohead phase. I tried to always kind of emulate and, 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 and show that kind of influence. When I got into the National, I was in another band. It kind of sounded a bit like that too. Like, But yeah, I don't know. Writing music is always something I like doing. I did post-rock stuff that kind of sounded like explosions in the sky or... But you, I like doing music. But you like making music. I, every time I come over, you like just before you had your fucking guitar in your hand. Yeah, I don't like, but I I like having it. It's something that it's one of those rare things that don't fr- like that doesn't frustrate you. That doesn't frustrate me to do. Yeah. Look at all the fucking pedals you have in your room. Yeah, I got a lot of pedals. But you love making music. That's something. I look back and say, "Fuck." You wish you'd done. Because I used to play drums. But I played drums not knowing how to learn how to play drums. It was just me. First of all, the, the song that got me into playing drums, you'll never believe this. It was the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Because it was so fucking Yeah, because you could copy it. That, that's, that's important too in playing music. The first, the first song that I heard that made me want to play music was Can't Stop. I knew about By Fuck. The Way. I liked it. I knew about Don't Forget Me because it was track five on the album. When I got to track seven on By The Way, I want to play the fucking guitar. I, that's the one. That's the one that did it. It's not Can't my favorite song, it. but that's the one that told me that I want to fucking play guitar. That's one of my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. And you push and you push and learning those songs. Like, look, right there. There's a stack of guitar books. There's the By The Way book in there that I bought as a kid. The Californication book. The fucking pages are yellow. How much I would flip through them and play the songs and, and be meticulous. How am I going to play it identical yeah. to... And I remember when I was starting to play, I didn't know how to play chords. And eventually there was one day I was just like, fuck it. I'm learning the chords. If I don't learn the chords, I'm never going to play these songs. And I just self-learned the chords. I put my fingers in whatever position felt comfortable to play the chord and I progressed. I could not play music. It's patience. You got to be disciplined. I used to fucking play eight, nine hours a day. Did in high school, just fucking learning and progressing. Yeah, music class? I didn't have music class. I was an idiot, man. I was an idiot going into college. Uh, I didn't know you yet. Well, I knew you from high school. But going into college, I should have gone into music. Because I was good enough. But I was fucking hard-headed. And I was like, oh, I don't want to make this uh, a discipline. I don't want to have to force myself and if there's a small regret that I have, well, it's not a small regret. It's a regret. I, I should have gone into music. Yeah. Because college was not something that I did anything good out of until I went back the second time and did audio recording. Yeah. Audio engineering, mixing, recording. That was, see, that's like the second, that's something I developed later on. Once again, listening to music and... The brains of the podcast. That's... Simple to you it's think simple that to if you didn't do that, then I would be the one fucking plugging this shit in. No, but it's not what got us to do this. No, but I wish. I think if I look back, I wish I learned how to play drums more. I wish you'd learn how to play drums because we'd have a fucking band and not a podcast. You know what's crazy is that. No, I'm happy we have the fucking podcast. Yeah, but imagine we had a band. Me and imagine you, we had a band and we'd be like drive fighting me nuts. and like. <laughs> you drive me 
fucking nuts if we had a band. But you know, it'd be a disaster though. If we had a band, and because we had to, number like, one, sh- number one, we would not want to have anybody else in our band, so it would just be me and you. Who would play? You wouldn't have a bass player in the band. No, it would just be me and you. There was one. There was one year, I would try so hard to get my friends into music. Sean's a name that comes up a lot on this podcast. Sean and I were, we bonded over a lot of music as well. Yeah. There was one period where I was trying to teach him to play bass and he had borrowed somebody's bass. That's amazing. He had actually borrowed somebody's bass that we kicked out of the band so that we could replace. So we kicked someone out of the band and then we're like, um, our next bass player doesn't have bass. You mind if we borrow yours? <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, yeah. And so we borrowed that guy's bass to try and teach Sean how to play bass. It lasted two weeks and Sean's like, fuck this. I always wanted to sing or play dram- drums in a band. That would have been ideal. For me to be happier, that would have been ideal. I'm happy with the podcast, but that's that. Yeah, I would have been a bit I, happier in life. I think we would have had some some good fucking times if we were in a band together. Probably we would yeah. have never got married or had kids, and we would just be fucking in an apartment, just fucking playing music and being dirty as hell. But we we we're talking about the podcast right now. Yeah. And. We're doing it, and yeah. we have fans, and we have people that that are buying our. Merch. I would say listeners. Fans is a bit. Yeah, listeners. Fans feel you know a bit what? like. I, f- I find that there's people that are fucking excited to I'm hear us. I'm happy that people are involved. Yeah. With the questions and stuff that we do, I'm happy. So I guess okay, fans. Shout out to the people that are. Before we get into it, shout out to the people that are keep listening to us and yeah. show us love and support. Because if it wasn't for you guys, we'd be just two guys talking. But me and you. Again, we text every day. Yeah. We have crazy conversations. Yeah. All the time about yeah. music. And our friendship started because we were working together at HMV. Yeah. But we got closer because of music. I think if it wasn't for music, me and you would not be sitting in this room together. No. And we started this podcast based on us just having conversations about music. Should we tell that story though? Yes. You're going to say it because... So I was working at a small shop, a yeah. small HMV shop, and I was always, oh, you know how I worked. I worked, but I didn't like the whole, I, I didn't like the incentives. Yeah, you're very like that anarchy type. Let me do, let me sell the fucking product on the floor. Yeah, Fuck you like that. Incentives. Yeah, you're like that. But very that's not how the company type. works. Yeah. Um, I was losing hours because of that, where I was, and I knew you were downtown, and as much as unfortunately I got to admit it because I wasn't, uh, the, well, you know, I'm antisocial. I'm anti, like, I, to some extent, I avoid discussion and talking to people. When I would come downtown, we wouldn't always talk. No. I would kind of just try to do my shit and get out of there, right? Yeah. But I knew you and I knew you like speaking to me when I arrived. And then I realized like, fuck, like I know somebody downtown. Maybe it's a good, maybe it's a good opportunity to leave this mm-hmm. shop. So I got into, I came to see you, right? We spoke, we Trans- figured out a transfer. You got me and you got me yeah. sent over. Crazy. And then from there, it just like very quickly became great friends. Yeah. We're, we're what, 10 years running? The best of pals, man. <laughs> Fuck. Ten, 10 years and running, I think even more. Maybe more, right? But we knew each other for since 2000. We knew each other for a long time. Four? 
We've known each other for very long. Time. We've known each other since about 2004, 2000. Yeah, high school. When did high school? Third well, the year. the Rancid show was all three or four, right? All three, I think. Yeah. So we've known each other t- since then, and we've been great friends for about over ten years. And, but we, we've always had face-to-face conversations. Number one. Yeah. Face-to-face arguments about music. Number two, going to shows together, texting each other nonstop about music. Who's your favorite? This. Give me your top five. This. Yeah. Uh, I'm listening to this. It's so shit. Uh, why do you listen to bad music? Steven, you should listen to this. No, I'm not listening to you. And we've always wanted to like to let people hear us have these conversations. Yeah, but before we talk about our podcast. Yeah. Because there's a big chunk of our life that was spent working together retail yeah. for music. Yeah. How did that improve? What did that... Um, what did that contribute and what did that remove from your passion in music? Well, it made me discover a lot of more music because I had the money and the discount to buy the fucking music. Yeah. But also working with so many different people that listened to the music I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Because when I started working at HMV, I was deeply, deeply into hip hop. Yeah. But I was deeply into hip hop of the very non-commercial hip hop. Yeah. So anything that was commercial hip hop, yeah. Fuck that. I don't want to listen to it. So I dug around and I would buy the Mob Deeps. Yeah. I would buy the Sean Price. I would buy all that music and it made my passion grow for music because I was able to buy it uh-huh. at a non-expensive price. So I would just stack up to where I was at my parents' house Yeah. because I was still living at my parents' house. Of boxes and boxes and piles of CDs. I didn't have the towers yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had something like that going on. Yes, exactly. That's what I had before exactly too. Exactly what the fuck you have in that corner that looks like there's a psychopath living in this room. I had that at my parents' house and it would be just boxed and boxed and it just kept getting set two boxes, three boxes, four boxes of just CDs till I finally bought the towers. Yeah. But it improved. Because I was listening to more and I was digging in more. Because I find when you're younger, the music is there. Yeah. But as you get older, you start understanding music more. Yeah. And you start having more of a passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're younger, music is is fun. But as you start getting older, your brain is expanding. So you're understanding the music more. Yeah, yeah. You're learning more. You're able to dissect music. Yeah. You have the time to dissect the music. That's it. You spend you you experience it differently. You listen to it differently. Yeah, and then just working there, working with the people that I was working with, and then finally working with you and being able to be like, listen to this. You should listen to this. Why the fuck don't you listen to? It? We used to argue all the time. We used to pick up the phone and I would say Wu Tang fucking yeah. lines, and you would finish them. Yeah. And like, did you listen to this? And like. Our, our relationship became of just music before anything. Yeah. To the point to this day that we're, every day we text about music. Is there one day that we go by that we don't text about it's rare, music? It's very rare. It's very rare, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like, I think we helped each other out also with music and discovering so much more. But we, f- we were always... We always, number one, you always had that dream of let's be in a band together. And I was just like, I'm, I'm too stupid to know how to learn how to play fucking music. What's next? We just discuss music all the time. 
Yeah. We might as well make people listen to us discuss that music. Yeah. And you, what did you learn about like working there and just... Um, I learned how... Well, I didn't learn, but I, I found a method in which to get into new music. Mm-hmm. How to get into new artists' catalogs. I'm still trying to figure out, do I need all of their albums? Do I need... <laughs> The good ones, what are the good ones? You know, like what, you know? Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, I guess, that part because an artist that you like, you could get whatever you want. But a lot of the times I, I, I tend to stick with like if an album, if an artist has five albums and four of them are supposed to be good, I can't have one without the four. Yeah. That's a bit of a problem. That's something that started at the store because the store is intimidating. Working in a music shop is intimidating. When you see that, okay, I'm here and all this is at my disposal. I could use, I could, I could enjoy all this music mm-hmm. and I could gradually have it all. It becomes a bit of like, a, you're always kind of chasing something new. Mm-hmm. And before you've kind of gotten into certain artists or certain catalogs, you're already waiting for the next. Yeah. You're already looking for the next thing to get into. There's so much shit. There was so much music at that store. And I wanted it all. So the one thing I learned about myself working there, and and as much as I like collecting it, it becomes it becomes something that's exhausting to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm being honest. It's something that like it tires me. It's fucking me tiring. Out. Yeah, no, it tires I me agree. out. It's like fuck another new release, another this album. Fuck. What about like who knew about this compilation? Who knew about this EP? This, so, you know, sorry like, to cut you off. I was looking at CD singles today. You see what I mean? Like you get into these things and you're like, fuck, it never, it never ends. Oh, like I like, I like this band, but you can't like that band. Like, oh, the, but yeah, but this guy went solo after three albums and his other band is really good. Fuck. Okay. You got to go. And it's all in front of you. It's all here in front of you to like enjoy and get into. Mm-hmm. To some extent is like, are you just enjoying the music or are you trying to make yourself a fucking encyclopedia? Like I've tried you have a big collection, though, Steve. No, I do for sure, but but that's what I'm saying is is it was a lot of fun as much as it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. As for the job itself, like the job of working in a record store, piece of cake. Uh piece of shit, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, piece of I mean, shit. If but you, it's a piece I'm, of cake. I'm being I'm being honest. I found that I think working for the for the massive record store, as much as it was fun. And getting to know other people who were just as passionate or, or, or somewhat passionate and you could have those conversations. Our friends are not big music heads. No. Our day-to-day friends are not big music heads. So those friends that we made at this job were like people you could share something mm-hmm. you love with. That like I can't turn around and go share in my circle of friends, right? Yeah. But I found when I when you get when you when I started to see how the machine worked, I was a bit like like I said again about the incentives, I found it difficult. Yeah. But, Steve, we started working Yeah, at, at the music shop when the shit was fucking booming. Remember when, like, these ba- these bands came out with albums? Remember the Coldplay? It wasn't booming, though. Steve, remember the Coldplay albums that would yeah. come out? Remember the Kanye albums that came out? Sure. The Lady Gaga's, but all that shit? But you needed those to stay afloat. Yeah, but remember people were... Okay. The way I see it was, and correct me if I'm wrong as we go, people were coming in and the shit was, Viva La Vida by Coldplay, Yeah, 
people were coming in like savage animals. That shit was. I had used sure. to have to restock that for sure. Like if somebody was buying cocaine, I know. But I know crack. what you're saying. The Adele albums. Yes, these al- you're you're absolutely right about that. But that's the downside of it as well. Is that you need that to survive. Yeah. And you know, it was fun. Those couple of clients that would you'd have people that would pass by and want your opinion and and knew that you could give Oof. them something that they'll walk away Loved with it. and feel good and they'll, they'll they'll take their time to get into and it. And we met some great fucking people. From we did. That. Well, Gabu, our Danny. only guest that we ever yeah, Danny. You know what I mean? Like these were people that didn't work with us. These are people we still text to this day. Gabu, that's Danny. it. Like so, you know, to me it, it was always. It was always that that bothered me a bit. Mm-hmm. And a part of me, I mean, look, the store was doing, the company was doing not so good when I joined in 08. You joined it? I joined in 2007. Yeah. It's, the company was not already not doing great. Mm-hmm. I remember walking out of there on my last shift and I was going, and I still work in music, in digital now. Yeah. I walked out of that job, I looked at our warehouse, and I laughed. And somebody in the warehouse said, what's so funny? And I said, this isn't going to last. He says, how long do you give it? Two years? I said, three months. And one morning, you're texting me that you lost your job. Afternoon. Afternoon. Three months later. Yeah. It just felt the whole time that I was there that, like, it was trying to survive. I kind of saw the, the kind of a height, because it boomed at one point. Like like it went up and then it went just gutter. Did it boom or were they trying to tell you it was booming? I saw it was booming. People yeah. were remember those fuck like the releases that were coming out were making it last because people still cared about the physical. Yeah, vinyl helped a bit. Vinyl vinyl helped a bit. But how much did it actually help though? It didn't help. It didn't help because people the cost were, people of, were coming the price in, of the vinyl. People were coming in to buy the vinyl, but it didn't help because the price of the vinyl. Was the cost of the vinyl yeah. pretty much? But, like, I saw the I saw those fucking people coming. In. I saw the lineups. Mm. People, there used to be lineups for fucking new releases. Dude, man, that was that was fun. That was like the Beatles, Metallica. That was cool. Uh, what's the other one? There was a fucking huge lineup for it. I well, can't remember. Twilight had a lineup. Yeah, but that's fucking stupid movie. But, but still. I remember when the first J Cole album came out and it flew Oof. off the shelves. Okay. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Remember that? I do. I was that day. I was just like, who is this guy? And why the fuck are people tripping? I saw people from high school. But people were running in for it. People were like, but why were people running into it? Because he was a... Like Backed by Jay-Z. Yeah, that's it. Do you remember when people came in for Yeezus? Yes. I remember a guy that came in and was like really disappointed when he <laughs> picked up the CD. He's like, is this a joke? Like he asked me as if like I, I put the packaging together. Hey. Hey. You have Twitter? How is this? Like, there was still a a sort of disconnect between the digital and the physical. Like, this guy came in and he didn't know that that's what he was going to expect. Remember when, were you there for when Beautiful Dark came out? I was, uh, I was at the smell store. Okay. Because I remember no stores were getting it, the deluxe. And I was, I was checking on, in in our system, I was checking which store gets it, which store gets it. And and there was a store that got it, I fucking ran over. Steve. I was there when 808s came out. I was there. People were going bananas. Not where one. I worked. Okay, Steve, downtown? For sure. 808s, sure. people were freaking out. It was like, and then when Beautiful Dark, I remember people coming in filming themselves 
Steve, they had their oh, folds yeah, people out. Did that for um, filming themselves buying my beautiful dark and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. "Oh my god, this is the greatest album ever!" And they didn't even listen to it. I remember people doing all. that for Frank Ocean. Remember for Channel Orange? Yeah. Channel Orange. We didn't even have that many copies. We didn't at first. No, because it was like fucking. It had come out before. Yeah. And we got it late. Watch the throne. Perfect example. It came out digitally. We said, "Fuck it, it's going on the shelf." Boom. I, that, that, that's the fun thing about having worked at the store. I remember big releases like that, which it sucks because like a lot of my indie shit like doesn't get that kind of a release. Man, I remember putting eight of weights those, on the it. shelf. Those are fucking ex- it's exciting. Eight of weights on that. the shelf. My beautiful dark, I put it on the shelves. That fucking front of the store when you walk in, mm. that fucking rack that used to move, it was me putting that shit on, mm. and people coming in and seeing it sell. Remember when we used to fuck around and just put like releases that we wanted wherever the fuck we wanted. <laughs> That too became problematic when we started having like planners about like if this title's not here, yeah, fuck it's you. like we have one Suck in stock. Dick. We have one copy in stock. No, no, we had two copies in stock. If there's less than two copies, they have to go in the section. They don't go on the wall. Okay, I put something else on the wall. Why isn't it there? Because we only have two in stock. Okay, they grab it and they put it on the wall. Uh, stupid. You tell me not to do it. Yeah. But Things that w- like that bothered yeah. me about the place. Yeah, for sure. But all these businesses have that shit. Fuck. It's annoying. For sure, for sure. I'm not angry at anybody about this, by the way. No, no. I'm expressing how, how to me it was just like, don't speak on the floor, but we want you to delegate more to the rest of your colleagues. And then you catch me delegating and I'm speaking. To retail, I say suck my dick. But anyways. Anyway. But. Once that ship sank. Yes. We we moved on to other things and we started this. Yeah. We started this because we wanted to just talk yeah. on a microphone yeah. and f- for people to hear us express ourselves about our passion and the way we love music. Yeah. And just us two talking, texting is now finally on a microphone and on platforms. And it's great because sometimes we don't text as much anymore because we know, okay, no, keep Relax, this for the do episode. Text all we the do, we do, we time. do, but we know like what to leave for the episode. Yeah. Or what to leave for like spontaneous conversation. Yeah. And we started this about a year, over a year ago now. Just over a year ago now. Yeah. And we had no idea where it was going to go. No. We took the first topic, top 100 hip hop albums yeah. of all time because we wanted to. Finally, I got to talk yeah. about like, to me, season one is my baby, I find. You know what I mean? You know what? Yeah, you, you like. Like I was super excited because I've always wanted that. I've always wanted, I, you know, we always used to make lists. Yeah. You, okay. Hold on a second. Yeah. Big, 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 big thing we forgot. And the listeners need to l- know this. Yeah. We make lists. Yeah. And that's where the name of the podcast comes from. Yes. We make lists, whether it's for the year, for the decade. For? All time. That's the concept, right? We always make lists. Where did that? Where? Where that? That name, the name all time, came to me. I remember I told you to watch the Chris Rock movie Top Five. Yeah. You said, remember "Is it any movie? good? Is it a good movie?" I said, "It's not a good movie. It's not a very good movie, but it's shit that we do." Yeah. Where everyone he speaks to gives the five MCs. Remember? Do you remember his top five MCs? I don't remember by heart. I know Jay was in it for yeah. sure. But anyways, Seinfeld was in it. He had his top five. I, Yes, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seinfeld was in it. But that's that that yeah. was like as stupid as it is, that was like an something that inspired the name of the podcast. Yeah. But we always had our top fives, top tens, all time this, all time that. Yeah. 
Top yeah. 20 of the year. Now, fuck, this year might be a 50. Yeah, 50. 50. You have 50 fucking, you have a top 50 this year. Instagram posts of our top albums. Man. Like, it was a thing that we were kept doing for years and years. And Steve, I have my list. Steve, I'm redoing my list. My, I'm not happy with my list. Here's my new Exhausting. list. Exhausting. Exhausting. <laughs> Exhausting text messages. What of, did I miss? What did I miss? Of Go us, back. Did, me did, did, going on Wiki and just being like, okay, this came out in January. Did I forget any album? This came oh, out this man. month. Like the exhaustion of just fucking Having to, yeah, yeah. overworking my brain of why am I taking so much time out of my day yeah. and trying to make a top 10 of the year? Yeah. I have this I have this thing with me when it's like I like seeing what critics think of an album. And I hate that it somewhat influences the way I see it after. But sometimes it'll be like I'll see an album that got a ten on ten or a nine on ten or it's rare a ten on ten, but a nine on ten, an eight point five. And it's not for me. But at the end of the year I'm like, fuck, maybe I missed something. Maybe that album's my number one. Okay. And I didn't get into and, it. And say which fucking website does that to you? Uh, pitchfork is pitchfork scores. Sometimes I like to keep track of what's what's hot, what's not. I fucking hate sound. pitchfork now. I don't go on pitchfork <clears throat> anymore. Yeah, but I like the med the Metacritic scores are cool. And sometimes you'll see an album that'll shoot up to a ninety, and you're like, "Well, this I didn't see this all year." I go on Sputnik. Sputnik's not bad, but it's user driven. Rate your music. Same. But idea. I like seeing what people have to say. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of the times, what happens with those artists, what what happens with those albums is I'll give an example. The Phoebe Bridgers album this year that I mentioned being my favorite album of this year. It's way better than her first album. But people will rate it lower because they liked her before she got mm -hmm. popular. I don't see it that way. I liked her first album. I like this one more. She made a better album. People are bothered that she found success. So I they, you know. I stopped, I stopped fucking reading reviews now because I can't take it anymore. It's I, easier for you though. Yeah. Because you only listen to hip hop. So you could say like, oh, I usually like this artist. I heard him on this album featuring, you know, but for rock music, if not, no. if you're not seeing like, okay, this is supposed to be good. This is not, this is too much shit. Where do you get your news from? The news, I'll usually stick with Pitchfork because they're up to the minute, Consequence of Sound. Okay. I don't like Stereo Gum that much. I find that a bit, their template's a bit messy, but they, they're on the ball too. You? Rap Radar, Elliot Wilson. Uh, hip hop DX, yeah, uh, a bunch of like hip hop Instagram pages. Do you find the hip hop stuff okay? So, Instagram pages is interesting. You say that I find the Instagram pages are I don't use Instagram to get music news because it's too hype related. If you look mm -hmm. at a complex post, we've 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 mentioned our yeah, our disapproval of uh, of uh, complex because all they do is just show you 10 great albums of the last 10 years and ask you to pick one all the time yeah but i find that's what a lot of instagram is it's a lot of hype it's likes it's it's hashtags it's uh, so it's not necessarily refreshing content yeah. i used to get a lot of my news a lot of my like daily releases on not right yeah i remember you liking that site yeah. but that site doesn't exist it was a blogger yeah actually from if i'm not mistaken don't hate me if, if this is wrong but from montreal that started that website. Huge Sean Price fan. But uh, I, I I go on Instagram because a lot of these artists posts and a lot of like these hip hop pages post like new song, new album coming out, all this stuff. I kind of like, like 
right now with hip hop, a lot of the artists are promoting themselves. Yeah. And posting. Yeah. Like if you don't follow like the West Side Guns that I keep mentioning and like the Conways, the Bennies, like the Flea Lords, the El Camino, it's them posting, I'm dropping an album. Here's my new song. Yeah. Like even like with shit like with like Freddie Gibbs. Like I find from his Instagram page before I find it on Hip Hop DX. Right. They're promoting themselves. They're promoting their new material. So like for hip hop, it's easier with the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking annoying because I'm always on that fucking stupidity, but it's where I get my news. We're, um, you were about to talk about season one being your baby. Yes. We jumped off topic after. Yeah. We picked the top 100 hip hop albums of all time for that season. Mm-hmm. It was the easiest way to get us comfortable with podcasting. Yeah. The format. How how do we how do we even feel comfortable doing it? We uh-huh. had to find we had to find something that we felt comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And now we found a way to make this comfortable. Yeah. Because we've done it now I don't yeah, know, yeah. I think thirty episodes or so. So Jesus. Looking back at the list that we made, there's so much of it that would change. So much? I find we were too much we were too quick to try and call out our favorites. Mm-hmm. I would never put Drake on mine, but okay. No, no, but but I mean, like we put a Danny Brown on there. We put a, and they're great albums on there, but we missed some things. Oh, for sure. And it's kind of impossible to get like the like it perfect, but especially doing it at two people. But don't forget what we were doing. Like we're trying to give people a list of, hey, you're getting into hip hop. Go listen to these 100 hip hop albums. Yeah. Right? Don't yeah. forget we're doing that. Yeah. Because when we put the list on paper and you put the list on paper, don't forget we had 35 ones that were different. Yeah. 30. No, we had 70 in common. 70 We had in like com- over 50 that were different. We okay. had to break it down. Right? Into 35. So we're giving this list out to people so they could go fucking listen and be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to listen to all these 100 albums and apparently I'm going to like... Be a hip hop head. Hip hop head, at least, and these albums are gonna open up doors to different ones. But my job for season one, and I'm gonna ask you what your job was, yeah, was to get like a list out there so people could go here, yeah, and be like, okay, these guys are giving me this list. Why are they giving me this list? I yeah. want to dig into these albums again. That why did we do this podcast? It's because well, we want we people should, to yeah. to know that. We're giving them this list and that they could feed off of it and they could discover. We want people to discover the music we love. Like, I don't know about you. Like, what For do you sure, think? no, that was it. But it was also to prove, it, would, it was also to put out something credible. Yeah. And remember I was saying at the end of the year, I would see like the nine on tens on certain sites and I'd be like, I got to go back because maybe this I missed. Mm-hmm. There were albums that that happened on our list. Mm-hmm. Ghetto Boys snuck in at the last minute. Uh, Compton's Most Wanted Snuck in at the last minute There were albums That we looked back at And saying like Did DJ Quick make our list? Yeah Balance and Option Was it that one? No Safe and Sound Safe and Sound Yes Going back to it Like It's not in my top 100 True Is it in yours? Yeah I would put it in mine You put it we, T- we Today to- I would I was I would take I would take something out To put something in Right There's things that Okay so what would you it, it, One hip hop album You would Put in and take something out. Fly God, West Side Gun, 110%. Because it was my top five honorable mentions. 
Prodigy, H-N-I-C. But that, that, okay, that's like saying like those are like the best 100 hip hop albums of all Well, time. Fly God, West Side Gun changed my whole perspective on music. And yeah, okay. I was actually saying this to Malenko. I was just like, that was like a breath of fresh air to me when I listened to the album for the first time. Okay. That was just like, there's a God listening to me of me complaining of what the fuck is coming out. Yeah. But here's this album, Stephen. Here's just fucking listen to this and you're going to feel so much better like medicine. For me, it would be that first Tribe album. It bothered me that we that it never made it in. You would put three Tribe albums? I think so, yeah. I think Tribe, in my personal top 100, the three would be there. Me, would I would keep those, those two. two. Yeah, no, I love I think those the, two. I think that the third one should definitely be there. Well, the first Tribe album should definitely be there. But were there any albums after that that got me that I would put in? For sure. We could remake the list. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's really hard to but say. But don't forget, like, our two brains made that list. Yeah. And we've had the, we had a lot of back and forth to making that oh, list. We did. We a did. A lot of Stephen. Today you're gonna go listen to these fucking ten albums, and we need to get back to the next episode. We put more thought into season one than we've done. Yeah, because we figured once the list is out, it's out. Yeah. So we had to kind of stick with that. And yeah, and I want to put that list out eventually again. Yeah, we're going to repost it at some point. Just that list and hashtags and just fucking people go look at look at that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. It is a good list, though. It is a good yeah. list. What was in our 2010s that we put in? We YG, had G- Kendrick Lamar. See, that I wouldn't put in. YG as well. doesn't need to be there. Yeah. If you would say take the YG out and put in Fly God, I'd say like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I would take out YG and put in Fly God, 110%. What else we have? We had Take Care. We had Atrocity Exhibition. We had... Two Kendricks, Dam and... Yeah, I know how you feel about Dam. I wouldn't have Dam in two there. Two Pimba Butterfly. But that was your pick, yeah. Uh, what else was there? We had uh, Summertime 06, Vince Staples. That I would never take out. No, no, no. I think that's... Uh, that's... Well, we also spot. broke it down by... Like categories that that helped us. That too. was fun. The categories finding different. Yeah, it's still my baby. Yeah, it's like my first album. It was yeah no it was fun. And then somebody asked us why we don't have guests more often on our episodes. We had one guest in season one. Yes, Gabu came for with us on the two thousands episode. And we had Malenko as a. He sent us a voice clip. Yeah. Yeah, he sent us the voice clip for Redman uh, Muddy Waters. Yeah. But then after we had we we almost didn't have a season two. No, because we were gonna launch. We were gonna record and launch. Remember, we were we were recording in my basement. Yeah. On our cell phones. Yeah, but we didn't say why. I don't remember why. We had given a date that we were gonna launch. Yes. And then we started finding way. Yeah, we had, no, yeah. So we had said we were gonna record at your house mm-hmm. to try and switch it up because you were always here. Horrendous move. Well, horrendous move. <laughs> the computer died. Yep. Why the fucking disaster? Dude, it was like a fucking like... Member? We, yeah, I had to spend so much money just to keep us going. Computer died. Oh, make me look like the fucking bad guy when you say shit like that. Well, no, but it's my choice. It's my. It's our stuff. That we, it's my stuff. In the end of it, we record with it, but it's my stuff. The, Continue. The, the interface died. Yep. We used to have four mics that we could plug in. Yep. That's why we had Gabu. And we were talking about having other guests yep. out the window yep. when we had to buy. An, I mean, we could have, but it would have been more money in, in such a short mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. So we bought a new interface, new computer, 
first two episodes mm-hmm. are bonus and first episode sounded yep. like shit. They in don't my, even sound that bad. In my basement. They don't even sound that bad. On a cell phone. No, on the laptop. Yes. We were trying to get it to work with oh, the mics. What a night. Could it be? Yeah. And then we were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Record record through the laptop. Mm-hmm. It's season two. People said they wanted more. We we gave them more. I think we had a successful season two. Season two was all right. I didn't love it. No, I know you didn't love it. We went through the decade, right? Yeah, we should. We did what we 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 did the justice of going through the decade. The decade was ending. Yeah. How shit is the new decade, though? Huh? Not a great start. <laughs> but we started great with our podcast in this decade. Yeah. But then we tried like like during COVID, the, right before COVID hit, we tried having a season three. Yeah. Like a free flowing season three. And that went we to had the to fucking install that too because I didn't see you for two months. And now we're here. Yeah. It's not a season three, though. It's a... No, no, we're just weekly. Yeah. So we gave the people a, a bit of that backstory about us. How do you feel doing this? I love doing this. I'm going to be straight honest with you, 100%. I love talking about music. I love talking about hip-hop music. I love educating the people of what they need to go listen to. I love expressing my feelings of how much I love hip-hop music. Because to me, hip-hop music, if I did not have that in my life, I would be as dead as a fucking, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I love listening to hip I wake up every morning listening to hip-hop music. I finish my day listening to hip-hop music. Just listening to hip-hop music is like, it makes me feel alive. You're talking about hip hop music. I'm asking about the podcast. <laughs> but you, but what's the question? Do you like doing this? I love You're doing talking this about hip hop music. Makes you alive <laughs> because I am expressing to the fucking people that are listening to us. I talk about hip hop music. Yeah, yeah. I just want people to understand my passion for the genre, my passion for the culture, my passion for the music, and by me being able to get my voice through this fucking this round thing into the microphone, into your computer, onto Spotify and all the other places is just Apple amazing podcasts. to me because I, I love talking about it. I go to work and I talk about it. I fucking don't do anything else. Yeah. Steve, I don't do anything else. Yeah. So like, I love doing this. I love people hearing my voice, even though I don't go listen to my own voice. Uh-huh. But I love people because I want to tell people what's good. I want to tell people what's bad. I want to tell people you need to go listen to this because it will change your life like it did to me. Mm. How about you? For me, I like doing it, but I'm surprised that I do it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know this is weird to say, but I'm somewhat proud of myself because I wouldn't usually put my voice out for people to hear what true, I have to say. But True. As somebody who's kind of like, like here, you and you and I have great conversations, and I hear it again, and I edit the episodes. But once it goes out, like, I, I do my best to forget that anybody could go out and hear it, mm-hmm. and hear what I have to say, and hear my voice because I don't like that. Yeah, I know. So but I'm kind of proud that I do it, and you do a better job than me. I wouldn't say that, but I, I I'm, 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 uh, I'm happy that I do it, and that I don't hold myself back from doing it. Like I said, once it leaves this room and it's uploaded, I I don't listen anymore. It's all before mm-hmm. editing or whatever. But you should go back and hear the episodes. I do sometimes. It's actually good. Like I like 
when I do the editing, I purposely listen to everything. I don't. I want to hear it as somebody's going to go hear it. I hate my voice. I have that But fuck lisp. your voice. It's not, it's not about your voice. It's, it's being able to have something to improve on. Hey, I have people that come up to me and say, hey, I like what you said about this. Hey, you guys are yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, for, never mind like, that. You like, they, never mind them. They're never going to tell you that you suck. If you go back and hear what you did, it's like you could you could say like, I don't like when I say this. I don't like when I do that. Mm-hmm. I need to, like one of the advices that my, that my sister keeps giving us, especially during season one when we did the top, we would talk about 10 episodes per album. Say the artist name more. Yeah, say true. the album name more. Because we would say this album, this artist, this, that, this, that. Okay, next album. You have to go back and hear who we, And we yeah. did it again, apparently, on classic albums. We did it? Yeah, we would say, like, this album was... Next album. Because we're, we're yapping. We're yeah, talking. But, but somebody who's listening to the podcast isn't following every... Okay, now they've moved on to this. Now they've moved on to this. Go listen to so, West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. So... That's something we like, but those are things that in listening to yourself back, yeah, the podcast only gets better, right? Yeah, I think I should. Nice. I'm not telling you you need to. I'm saying it's it's a good. It's like it's like uh, like. It's like football players watching tape. Yeah. That's all it is. You know who like gives me feedback? Malenko gives me a lot of feedback. Yeah. At work, it's like I can't believe you guys said this. How is the Billy Talent album not? But that's not so, feedback. That's disagreement. Yeah, but it's fun. It is fun. Absolutely, it's fun. G. That's the fun G gave about us this. feedback. Saying about the uh, the break in the middle. Yeah, saying don't do. Yeah, see, that's yeah. something I would I would do. A lot of the comedy podcasts I listen to would just say we're going to take a break, and they would and they would cut to like yeah. when their guests would arrive. But that was a good feedback because we don't do it. It anymore. is a good feedback because we don't need. And to be honest, we haven't even been taking breaks. We no. used to take breaks. I used to go take a piss. But we don't do that. We just let it. Yeah. It's totally good feedback, yeah. So I'm I'm happy with the podcast. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like the we're getting better at the Instagramming thing because we were I'm fucking horrendous. We're pretty bad at it. Number too. one, I can't spell. Number two, I don't know how to put a sentence together. And number three, you correct me all the time, which is good because I'm I think <laughs> I I'm, I, uh, I put I'm the periods this time. You saw the periods? The periods were good. And yeah. I took out the and with the, the symbol and and you I put the Yeah, A-N-D. I don't use the symbol. Okay, I, I don't know. I didn't know that you're teaching me. You're like my teacher. What do you want me to tell you? Fuck. And you shouldn't start a sentence with and or but. Okay, thank you. But but you wouldn't use, but and is not a word you would always start a sentence with. But now I know because I'm learning. <laughs> but no, I mean, we're, we're, we are getting better. We're trying to find different things that we could post too. I mean, yeah. So do you want to answer some questions? We asked the question. We asked some questions about, yeah, we had people send us some questions. One of the questions was why... Don't we have more guests? As mm-hmm. I said, we had to tear the whole thing down and build it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked, how did you develop your taste for the music that you enjoy listening to? So we're not saying who? We're just saying. Uh, I developed it. Honestly, there are mu- there's, there, like not every music is for every day. No. And I'm, I think if you don't feel that way, there's a problem. There are days for hip hop. Well, no, you know, even in hip hop, there's different types of hip hop. Mm-hmm. If you could listen to the same type of hip hop every day, like people that just listen to mumble rap every day, to me, there's a problem. There's a morning where I'll wake up feeling like I said the Stooges today and I didn't get a chance. There's a morning where I'll wake up. Yesterday, actually, I, I didn't say this, but I did the Nick Drake catalog. Three albums. Oof. 
But that's what that's the day it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing for me that plays into how you develop the taste is knowing when to listen to what. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I really do think is don't give up if you don't like something right away. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Wilco, was not a band I liked. I used to like a lot of indie music young. And every time I would listen to Wilco, it's like I knew I'll like them one day, but not now. And as I got older, it was probably, I would say, mid-20s. They're one of my favorite bands. Really? The Wilco? Yeah. Wow. It just, you'll get it when it's time. It's true. It, it grows with you. There's albums that you would hip-hop too. Like you said, you were very into underground. The commercial, Yeah. it just wasn't time. Mm-hmm. But when you got into it, it was... It was full blast. The first times that you heard, like you heard Wayne. Well, go through your, go, go through you. How do you, how did you develop this taste? Just being able to dig into the music and going through the phases and being able to pick and choose what I want to listen to and pick and choose what I want to study. Because I study the artists. Like I'll buy all the five albums. And I'll go through them catalog by catalog by catalog. And I'll just develop that passion for the bodies of work. You know what I mean? And when I find an artist, you know the way I am. When I find an artist, I'm, I stick to them. Yeah. For fucking long too, right? Yeah. Like look at the phase I'm going in through now. And I don't even call it a phase. I'm saying phase because I don't know the other word for it, But the love I have for Griselda. Yeah. Like it's like a nonstop thing. And it's like. It's a bit of a problem. It's it's been since 2016 that I listen to Griselda almost every day. No, not since 2016. Come yes, on. Yes, since Fly God came out. Since Fly God came out. Not every day. Not every day. Now it's been the last two See, years. See, in 2016 every day, we worked together. I was listening to Fly God. But not every day. You you didn't care. Now that, to I'm that listening point. to it every day. The last two years I've been listening to Griselda almost every day. And buying what? a fucking merch every week. No, not merch. I buy the CDs every week. Every time it comes out. But like. The passion I have for the artist and I dig deep. It's not like, okay, today I'm going to listen to um, Most Def. But why don't you do that though? Why don't you have that? Why is that different for you? What does it take for that? See, like for me, it'll be spontaneous. It'll be, like I said, something I read, the name will come up. No, but it is like that for me. But like, I, I rather like just sit with something longer than just be like okay it's this okay it's that i, I want to sit with it i want to be able to dissect it and i want to be like like this week yeah i had a conversation about west side albums a west coast album sorry and here here's three west coast albums let's listen to them corrupt daz dub c all that stuff but I'm not just listening to that one album. I'm going through the albums because that's what I'm in the mood for. So I'm seeing the growth of the artist through the albums. Yeah, yeah. There is some days I'll listen to a, like a most deaf. Then I'll go to somebody else. But like I want to sit with it. I want to understand it. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be like, oh, just this. Oh, this. I'm going to skip through the songs. No, I want to fucking you know, have the, the album full, for sure. I want to have the full effect of it. And going back is the best. is the best thing. Who's the last artist that you had like a, like you want to go back and besides Nas that we did the episode, who's the last artist you did that with? 
the, the full thing. Yeah, that you were like, oh, I want to go back and hear his stuff. DMX. Okay. DMX. About two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, DMX. Okay, another question. What is the first album or the album that you love the most that the other Steve showed you? So for you, what's the album that I showed you that for the first album I showed you that you love the most that to this day, it's like Steve showed me this album or something that I've, I've made you like over time. There's a few we could go through back back and forth a few. There's a few I'm thinking of Rick Ross, Teflon Don. Okay. Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Mm. Carter 3. Yeah. Carter 3. Carter 3. Mm-hmm. I would say Carter 2 also. Uh, at the top of my head, at the top Look of my it. head. No, because I owned it before I went back into it. Yeah. I would say... Hmm. At the top of my head is those three. I'm trying to think for you as well, but yeah. I know what mine are and they're well, really great albums. But, well, but I'm, I'm, let's let's see if we find more that uh fuck. Well, I could say college dropout. Okay, yeah. I would say hmm. It's kind of hard thinking at the top of my head because those are four for sure. Did I say four? I think that's four. You said college, you said beautiful dark, you said Teflon Dawn. Carter three, Carter, Carter two. three, Carter two. Yeah, that's five. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah. For me, it would be Smith and Wesson, The Shining, something mm-hmm. you really pushed on me. Mm-hmm. Slick Rick, the, the third album. Art of Storytelling. Is that what it's called? Yeah. With Raekwon and Big... Became one of my favorite Great. MCs. Um, I'll go ahead and say Scarface, The Diary. <laughs> wow. Which, when we did our list in season one, at the end, that was actually my favorite what, yep. uh, Southern. Yeah. That, that album blew me away. Um, Currency Pilot Talk was something that... <laughs> no, but it's true. It's something that you really pushed on me or else I wouldn't have cared for. And it is a really great album. It's something we looked at for our decade and almost yeah. considered it if we didn't put it. I forget. We didn't put it. Yes, we did put it. We did put it? Yeah. So what did I say? I said The Shining. Slick Rick. Uh, um, fuck. Scarface. Yeah. And the one you just said right now that I can't remember. Yeah, it's late. Number five, Mace Harlem World. Really? Well, you know, cause the the thing, the way I see it, okay? No Sean Price album in there. I thought of Random Max, but I can't <laughs> say Random Max because I never even bought it. I like Random Max, but those five, the way I, the way I see it is, which albums, maybe not, the, maybe not Swift and Wesson, but the Slick Rick album, maybe Mace, they're albums you showed me. Mm-hmm. And now I like them maybe more than you. When we were talking Mace Harlem World in, in season one, it sounded like I showed you that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, there's, and that's the, that's, I guess, the sound because you love hip hop so much. You listen to so much. I had to choose albums that today I might like more than you. Mm-hmm. So Which is fine. Maybe not, maybe not The Shining though. I'll, get, I'll say that. 
But you know how much I love that Rick Ross Teflon down now. That's it. And I'm and I'm not you see what I mean? But yeah. It 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 the the it, it reverses. Yeah. But that's uh I can't think of any other ones, but that's like because we went through a phase of like us just really showing each other so much and pushing albums on us. Remember Mob Deep, Infamous? Yeah. Fuck, I would. I remember I it's forced true, though, you to buy that. That's another one you really pushed on me, yeah. That is true. Next question. And yes, I do listen to West Side Gun every day. Uh, first album that made you love music. Uh, as I said, by the way, Chili Peppers. To love me. music is love music is hard because I've listened to albums before that, and my mother used to play. My mother used to play Springsteen, The River. Yeah, a lot. So she brought me to see Springsteen, like we had said. She would play Springsteen, The River, a lot when we were in car rides, and I would put my headphones on to show that I wasn't listening to music. But I wouldn't have the music playing mm -hmm. in my Walkman because I wanted to hear the river, but I th I thought it was not cool to listen to the river. Yeah. Those were the first albums that showed me I loved music. But the there's something about, by the way, like I said, when that single came out and listening to the album, I got to Don't Forget Me, which is still my favorite Chili Pepper song, and Can't Stop, I Need to Play the Fucking Guitar. Mm -hmm. That album was life-changing. Mm -hmm. First time I heard London Calling, that album was life-changing. I think what happens is you, well, now I'm a little less because we listen to so much, but different degrees of how much you love music and why you love it yeah. will happen, I guess. But the first one that really marked me is probably that By The Way album. You? Cheese Ball as it is, I would have to say probably Rancid Indestructible because I was, it was that between that I'm in high school. I'm old enough to kind of understand music way more. And I would have to say probably Dr. Dre 2001. Good choice. Dr. Dre 2001 cuz that's what I like that was grade 5 and that was playing a lot. That's what that that's what I was downloading on Kaza. That's the songs that stick out to me until this day. It's like when I go back to that album, I'm just like fuck. I remember listening to this at a friend's house and it would being so vulgar that it was so fun to listen to. And Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like those yeah, were yeah, really yeah, yeah. like, uh, what podcast influenced you? For me, it was a lot of the comedy ones, your mom's house podcast, Tom Segura mm -hmm. and his wife and uh, Christina Pajitsky. Uh, the Joey Diaz Church of What's Happening Now Fuck is hilarious. fucking hilarious. I mean, if 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 you're easily offended, don't. But if you're not, he's out of control. He's out of control. the The podcast is great, and that's he says it best. People want to wiretap. His that quote to to me it stuck with me with the podcasting. Talk about music, but make it interesting for people who don't care for the music. Mm -hmm. People want to wiretap. They want to start the all time podcast. They're working. They're on. They're on their bus. They want us. They want to just hear us in the background. We need to make this episode fun for us. Speak about the music. Speak about what we want to talk about. But make it so that anybody can tune in mm -hmm. and doesn't need to know. Make it. How can I say? Like this episode is fucking great for that because mm -hmm. it's about us. 
if you could make something that nobody, if you could make something interesting to somebody who doesn't care about it, even if they're not going home and listening to the 10 albums you spoke about yeah. in season one, episode four. But they have us playing. Have us playing and, and they're enjoying the conversation. That's something I really took. And um, other podcasts I really like. I don't know. There's a couple of football ones I listen to, mm-hmm. but they don't. Inf- they didn't influence this podcast. I wouldn't say. You? Uh, I only listen to really like one. It's the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah. That really influenced me in doing this, being able to sit down and dis- discuss music. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in the culture? Albums coming out. Talking about your top five favorite MCs, talking about your top five albums of all time, like going back to different albums. Yeah. And just hearing like an artist yeah. who's retired, who used to rap, talking about his favorite albums, mm-hmm. talking about those artists, like just being part of the culture, but then just stemming away and making a podcast about music, yeah. about the hip hop culture and what's going on in the world with stuff. Complaining, nothing's ever good and enough. Yeah, yeah stuff okay. like that. Okay. Uh, kind of like the way I am when when I don't like an artist <laughs> and uh, dead in hip hop. I, I I like that they do mostly reviews yeah on albums, but listening to them really dig deep into an album, talking about the album, like stuff like it kind of brings us to like me and you conversations. We're talking about a certain yeah. album and being able to go through all the songs and what's amazing about the album, what falls down on the album, like a whole like conversation about artists and albums. Another thing that inspired me, you're going to fucking absolutely agree. The Breakfast Club and yeah, Rosenberg and Ebro. Yes, yes. There's something about them I find. The Breakfast Club I find their strength is that when they have an artist in, it's kind of like a it's not a podcast, it's a radio show, but it 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 works in this way. It's a back and forth, right? What I love about The Breakfast Club is how they get these guys come in, besides Birdman that went in and tore it apart, but like very serious artists, mm-hmm. Rick Ross, uh, a game or whoever, will go to these shows and will humanize themselves. Yeah, It just becomes like a talk. But It's enjoyable when you see that, when you can... When you feel like you're just listening to people talk, you're not listening to people boast about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I like about the Breakfast Club, and I like Ebro and Rosenberg going back and forth on their opinions. That's what a lot of this reminds me of. Yeah, I for years listened to the Breakfast Club. Yeah, and Ebro in the morning yeah. years, and because of this COVID bullshit, there's none of that no more. They don't. Of. They haven't been. Uh, doing well, there's no videos. There's no like you because I I like okay, to watch it remote. on yeah, yeah, on okay. YouTube, and I don't see a lot of it, but like. They influenced the fuck out of me. Sitting down, having artists there, and just talking. Like the even yeah. like what Rosenberg did, where he had his his late night, and he brought the underground artists. Yeah, he brought all those artists that is not is not commercial, and people that are listening in the morning won't really be like, oh, this is interesting. And being able to talk to those artists and being to give them that platform that you guys should go listen to these artists, like the Rock Marcianos of the world. Yeah. Uh, like all those, like the Crime Apples, the Action Bronsons and stuff like that. Like having, like it's having a conversation with a real person, not a rapper. That's it. 
That's what's great about like it. A, like a real person and just laughing and having fun and talking. Yeah. And I love that about Ebro in the morning. And what I also like about Ebro is that he's upfront. Yeah. If he didn't like your album, if he didn't like your work, tell you he's straight. not going to make you feel like shit about it, but he's not going to positively review it because you're somebody that yeah, comes exactly. on the show. His job is to have an opinion as well. Yeah. He's a radio personality. Why not have an opinion? You're supposed well, you to have, have to. an That's opinion. That's the thing. Is, is It's music. It's not because I didn't like your last album that I think you're shit. Exactly. So I enjoy that. But conversating with a human being mm-hmm. and then asking them questions of the point of view of that artist being a fan of other people's music yeah. is just amazing to me. When you ask a, an artist, hey, who influenced you? Who's What are your favorite albums? Who's your top five favorite MCs? That I love listening to. Yeah. It just fucking opens my brain up. It's crazy. Uh, um, next question. Worst artist you guys like? Kind of hard. I guess Chili Peppers. Really? <laughs> people think they suck, man. I mean, people hate them. Fine, if you hate them. I don't. I think they've made shit music as much as they've made great songs couple of great albums i don't know favorite music that's that's hard that's not like that's not really a question that adds up because to me it doesn't suck right yeah i don't know i can't i can't give you an answer. i used to think it was robin because i i bought the body talk album which is crazy pop mm-hmm. and people i worked with used to, were laughing that i bought it and i was like oh, okay whatever i mean i don't care but when honey came out a couple of years ago i was like oh it's just fucking good like it's a great electronic pop album I don't know. Great worst album. The great worst artist that we like. Repeat the the question. Worst artist you guys like. Nas. Shit. I'm kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing because of last uh, week. Uh, I can't answer that question. I don't know. I really don't know. For you? I I don't know. If I had to, don't touch the tip. If I had to answer, sorry, it makes noise. I hear. It. If I had to answer, for you. I don't know why you still have the Kid Cudi albums. Yeah, I but I don't listen to him, but it's in my collection. Yeah, I don't know, I know. I'm messing with you. The worst artist that you listen to, you? Okay, what's the worst artist I listen to? That'll be fun. What's the worst artist I listen to? Drake. That's easy. That's too easy. There's gotta be something in my indie shit that you're like, how does people like this? Most of your indie shit. <laughs> uh I don't know, Steve. Sufjan Stevens, because no. fuck he puts me to sleep. Um, I don't know. You need to answer that for me because I can't figure out an artist. For you? There has to be a bunch of... Like, oh, there's a bunch of guys that I'm like, why are you buying this? You don't like Master P. Oh, who's the guy who would smell my finger? Uh, Sugar... No. Sugar Free? Uh, Mac Dre. No. Devin the Dude. No. Mac Dre. No, Sugar Free. Oh, yeah, you don't like Sugar Free. That's not <laughs> that's, good. That's, <laughs> that's not good. Yes, he's very good. Eight Ball and MJG aren't for me. Really? But they're not terrible. They're not terrible. Sugar Free is, gar- is bad. For me, is really bad. Um, then again, you like them, but they're not... I, I That Sugar Free album is fucking hilarious. But it's not... But it's, but it's so not, good, well played out. Yeah, but it's not rapping album. skill. It's hard for you to say you're a fan of his. You like a couple of albums. I like no, I just like that one. That's album. it. But somebody you're a fan of, that to me just doesn't make sense. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you just named a bunch. Yeah, I guess. Because I really like Sugar Free, that one album. Yeah. 8-Ball and MGG, you don't like that? It's not for me. It's not, it's not like, you know how I feel if I have to listen to them? I say this about a lot of artists. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to enough UGK. If I have to listen to 8-Ball and MGG, I'm going to listen to UGK. Hmm. That's how I feel. I have a question. Go. Unless you have one? I have one, but ask the question Okay, go, go. Yours. Uh, my question is, actually, I'm going to leave this till the end. Okay. Trust me. I have two. Yeah. What's one artist that you don't consider one of your favorites, but often find yourself in a phase of listening to them? Like, so an artist, you wouldn't say this guy is my top 10, but maybe ooh. once a year, you're going through ooh. their catalog. That's not top 10? Yeah. Like something like you don't, like it, it falls off your radar and it comes back. And then you're like, fuck, this is really good. Ooh. And you'll listen to it maybe for a week or two. And then you don't listen to it anymore for another year. Ooh. Fuck, that's hard. Huh. Fuck. Because I listen to a lot of DMX phases. Yeah. He's not my, in my top 10. All right. I I do a lot of DMX phases per year, a lot of like per year or once a year, and then you you got your fix. <sighs> I've had about three this year. Okay. Oh man, that's hard. Phase, phase, phase. Oh man, that's fucking hard. Like not like like it happens scarcely. Like DMX three times a year is is you like DMX. But an artist that you don't necessarily say you love or you forget you love and you get into their catalog once a year, let's say. Fuck. Can you tell me yours? Let me scroll through yeah, my phone. I did. And it's, and it's always been this artist. Who? Queens of the Stone Age. Really? It's like I forget they exist. And then once a year, I'll be like, fucking shit. These guys are good. And all their albums to me are good. And I don't, I don't try to rank their albums or see which one's my favorite. I enjoy them all. And then it's good till next year. I don't need to listen to them again for another year. Hmm. Interesting, because they're a fucking good band. There, There's another band that I do that with a lot, Ooh. actually. The Roots. Oh, yes. I'll have like a week or two of like, fuck, The Roots are good. And I'm just, just doing The Roots, The Roots, The Roots, The Roots. And then, okay, it's enough for a year. I don't need to do it again. Huh. You see, the problem with me is like the phase... Like like you're talking about, it's like it can happen twice a year. That's why I mentioned DMX. But it's yeah. it's like what you said. It's like you go through it and you're like, wow, this artist is fucking good. What's but DM? Okay, so here let, let me add a an, another thing to the to yeah. the thing. The Roots and Queens of the Stone Age are not are not bands that will pop up in as like in, yeah. in your feed. Mm -hmm. You know, on, on a on a at random in yes. six months, you know? Unless they are releasing something. Yes. Or an anniversary. So what's an artist that you don't have to see on your Instagram that you'll just get a craving for and go back to? Okay. You ready? Yeah. And then I go crazy for yeah. the G Unit catalog. That's fair, that's good. The G Unit catalog, once a year. Uh-huh. I will listen to their albums scattered out through the year also, but there's 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 like a time in the year for two weeks yeah. that I just listen to everything G-Unit. That's great. That's a great answer, yeah. 
all of all of the albums, and they have a lot of albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I will go back to a Lloyd Banks a second time or oh, a yeah, third yeah, time no, in yeah. the year. I'll go back to a Young Buck, a Fifty Cent. But there's a time in the year that is just for two weeks straight. Everything they did, including the movie soundtrack. Huh. Next question. Next question. Uh, You're doing it. No, you go. What's an artist whose catalog, who an artist you like, mm-hmm. whose catalog is praised but overrated? Hmm. Hmm. I like that question. Hmm. I gotta think. These questions are hitting me in the face. You have an answer? I do, but you should go first on this one. I should go first on this one. You're making me think. Okay, I'll go mine while you do it. Yeah, because it's like, you probably saw the question, so you... Love this band. You know I like this band. Yeah. But I know that to some extent, Radiohead is overrated. And I know people will take that bad, but what I mean by that is every time I go through the Radiohead catalog... I look at the albums and I'm like, oh, I thought there was another good album here. Or I thought there was maybe more content here. Okay, I get the question now. Like Kid A, OK Computer, and In Rainbows are, perf- are, are amazing albums. Perfect albums, if you want, even. Mm-hmm. I really like A Moonshape Pool. I really like A Moonshape Pool and The Bends. But then sometimes I'll listen to Hail to the Thief and I'm like, okay, that was very good, but it felt better last time. I listen to Amnesiac and I'm like, okay, I don't, you know. It it always feels like Radiohead is so big. But when you look at the actual content, it's like, oh, I thought there was more stuff here. Okay, I have the artist. Yeah. J. Cole. Okay. J. Cole. Because like Radiohead, J. Cole is praised to be one of the best. Yeah. And that all his work is classic material. Yeah. But then when you sit down and you break everything down, you're like, hold on a second. Where? Like, wh- yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, like, exactly the same thing. It's like, hold on a second. You have good projects, but like, why is everybody freaking out? Yeah. It's like, you could go through a J. Cole week yeah. from his mixtape to his newest album, and you're just like... Okay, but where where is it? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where is that? And Forest Hill Drives kind of is that where is. Yeah. It's right there. But like, you're just like, kind of like, am I saying this because people are saying it? Yeah, yeah, Is there something missing? Mm -hmm. Like, why are people freaking out? Like. Can I just listen to the music? You're absolutely right. Can no, I just you're very right. can I just listen to the music and be like, yeah, I like it, but it's not great. Yeah, I like it, but it's cla- it's not classic. Well, Nas a bit too, eh? And we did his catalog. Yes, Nas a bit. Uh, yeah, we did Nas last week. Yeah, but like J Cole, it's just like like where is it? The thing is that I think between Nas, J Cole, and Radiohead, Radiohead is a clear cut like yeah there. It's maybe more for me that I find like, okay, there's three perfect albums in this catalog. There's two very good ones and the rest are good, but it's like. Where is it? Not where is it, but I, you know, I, I thought, I thought, I feel like I'm missing something here. 
Yeah. I feel like there's an extra classic I'm not I'm, I didn't hear yet. Yeah, that, but that's how I feel with J. Cole. It's yeah. because there's so much talk, 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 yeah. talk. It's just like, okay, four soul drives. Next. Mm-hmm. And I like Born Sinner a lot. That's actually the album that got me into him. But like it's just like it's like you're telling me that this is amazing. This is so great, but you're listening to it and you're just like, I don't see it. There's another band too, one of my favorite bands. I'm going to shock you when I say this, but I've got to be honest. Your cousin Mark's going to hate me after this episode. The Blur Catalog. There's hmm. very, very great, very good Blur. And there's I Don't Need It Blur. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So there's those three, four, maybe five albums well, that you are could tell great. Or good, but the, the ones that are no good, like Don't Need It. And they're one of my favorite bands. I'd probably put them in my 10. Ooh. And I'm able to say that. I'd put them ahead of Radiohead for me. But it's like, like when you're listening to like that J. Cole and you're just like, it's good, but it's like, it's like, but what, what are you hearing that I want to find the, what are you hearing that yeah. I don't hear? Yeah. Next question. Uh, which artist are you most fascinated about? In what sense? I guess anything. Musically. Music. In general. In general? In general? Yeah. Fascinated? Yeah. Fascinated means... Like, which artist most impressed you? It's. I think all artists have phases. Yeah. I don't think every artist will always be good. And like I said about Radiohead, Radiohead isn't a band that necessarily fascinates me. Yeah. I expect them to be good. If you don't, like, it's it's almost like Radiohead don't fascinate me. I need to put on the, your album and I need to love it. If I don't love it, you fucked, you did the job wrong because people tell me you're that good. Yeah. So I know that already going into Radiohead, I'm supposed to like it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be good. I think that fascinate comes with somebody who impresses you unexpectedly maybe i have to fascinates me i, I wouldn't to. say kanye because no. you have to put a kanye on al- album on and it has to be good yeah that's the standard now okay you take this one and i'll think about it to me two artists that fascinate me and specifically because of their content and how consistent they've been in their i'm afraid career. of what you're gonna say though number one Outcast. Okay. Fascinating. Okay, me I got how, my artist. How they can make their albums so different yeah, and okay. so consistent. And they like, fell off though at the end. At the end, after I can't say that that album, um, what's that album called? Uh, the last one. Idle Out. Yeah, fell off. It's a movie soundtrack. I don't even think it should be part of their fucking catalog. They'd consider it. Yeah, but I don't even think it should be. Okay. And it's not even. It's. Like, that's 7 on 10. Yeah. Okay. 6.57, yeah. Uh, and... I got I got a couple. And and right now, I would say... Kendrick Lamar. But that falls in the Radiohead, me. though. You're putting on a Kendrick Lamar. He's created a standard now. You're going to put yeah. a Kendrick Lamar album on, and it needs to be good. But it is good. That's the thing. It, 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 it takes away from the that J. Cole conversation that we were having where it's like you can't find it 
but when you put on Kendrick Lamar, it's there. I get, yeah, no, I, you know what I'm saying. You're, you're definitely right. You're definitely right that his work is fascinating, and some of the radio stuff is fascinating. But what I mean, I guess, by those artists, is we've already kind of decided that everything they do is going to be good, or but, should be at least good. But are you saying us? We've decided, or the people as a, as a, as a as a in the music world. Okay, we've but, decided that these guys are untouchables. But don't forget, people are saying that about the J. Coles of the world. And it's just like, where is it? But less so on a on a on a. Uh, it's still different. There's an artistry behind Radiohead, behind Kanye, behind Kendrick, that. Kendrick fell. Uh, Kanye fell off, right now. Kanye fell off, yes. But if I put on a Kanye album, his next album, I know that I might like it again. I'm, I know that I could either love it, or not you know, like it. You know what I to like? To me, fascinating means I got to put this on. I gotta be like, holy fuck! I didn't see this coming. But but that's what that's what that's why Outcast did for me. Even though I wasn't like listening to uh, Southern Playlistic and Equipment I when they came out, but like Kendrick, and yeah. That's why I put Outcast and Kendrick always close to each other. Is Kendrick? It's when I put it on, I have no idea what I'm getting anymore. And okay. I can't even think about what the next thing is gonna sound like. Yeah. And that fascinates me. Yeah. Of the artistry of that person. Okay, I thought of two. Go. Uh, same reason that you said Outcast. Yeah. I'll say A Tribe Called Quest. Ooh. Because those first three albums I consider... Top. Classics, yeah. yeah. Then they sort of fell off, but when they came back with that album, that to me was fascinating. Holy shit, these guys are able to deliver. Mm-hmm. Because when it was announced, I was like, okay, f- pick it up for collection. And then I was like, oh no, this is top five, top ten of the year. That was fascinating to see them come back into it the way they did. The other guys that I would put in fascinating is the band I mentioned before, Wilco, because their their music and their songwriting is so basic. Mm-hmm. It's just simple chords. It's layered, but they're always nice songs. I rarely feel the need to skip a Wilco song. I could listen to all the Wilco albums from top to bottom. That's fun. And they're all nice songs. They're not their, They're not all their best. Like I could clearly say this song is not as good as mm-hmm. the rest of the album, but I rarely feel the need to skip it. They're all nice. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's fascinating. It's to be important. able to write a nice song. It's important. Yeah. Whereas a band like The National, who I love, I think on their album, there are clear-cut bad songs. Hmm. That's They've fine. fascinated me in the past. But. Yeah, with... Uh... Yeah, High Violet, Violet. Uh, Boxer. But the last two I found there was skip, very skippable songs. Mm-hmm. Last question, I think? Or do you have a question? Band that fascinates me. Yeah. And nobody knows them is Wolf Parade for the live show. Ooh. How did, there's two bands that, that live will fucking kick you in the stomach. It's TV on the radio and Wolf Parade. TV on the and radio. And nobody fucking listens to these guys. TV on the radio was big at some point. Dear Science? Dear Science and Return to Cookie Mountain, they kind of peaked in that indie Dear Science scene peaked that, huge. Yeah, but they were the problem with them is that they were part of the end of the New York era. So the Strokes, 2001 is this it, followed by Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, Interpol, a couple of bands, and the TV on the radio were in there with the Walkmans and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's and all that. And then indie started, and then like you had Vampire Weekend that was mm. super poppy. So it was like... I like that New York indie type. Vampire Weekend was New York, but it was like almost so poppy that like TV on the radio was no longer accessible. How, how crazy is it like for hip hop 
and that you talk about it, the sound is like, like goes with where you're from. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you create that, you've created that sound that if you're from the South, you sound like this. If you're from the East New York, you sound like this. If you're from the West, you sound like this. It's crazy. And it's crazy that you, you have that with bands sure. like that also. And the thing with TV on the radio that a lot of people don't see, Dave Satek, their guitar player, he would produce for other bands. He would produce for the IAS. The guys from the IAS would produce for them as well. But Dave Satek has an album that has Theophilus London on it for the first time. Wow. He has like he collaborates in hip hop. He produces. He's done hip hop songs, but nobody knows that name. Nobody I, cares for him. I like that uh, uh, that Dear Science album. Anybody else fascinate you? Uh, no. You have any other questions? Because I have one. I wanted to find things that uh, Dave Satek produced just for the fuck of it. But it might take a little while. So the, the, I have a last question. He produced on Beyonce and Jay-Z's uh, really? Everything is Love. That must he, have he's it. got like... He, TV on the radio don't get the credit they, they deserve. For they haven't made music. an album in a while. Huh? It's been a little while. They do. Okay, go. Next, next question uh, or whatever you were about to say. Well, the last question that I have is who's your favorite MC of all time? I'm not going to answer that because we have an episode in the works for that. Yeah. So we'll keep that one. Yeah. We're each going to do our top 10 MCs, right? Yeah. Top we, five, top 10? Top 10. Top, top 10. 10. A nice top 10 would go down. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to give it away now. And to be honest with you, today I don't know. No. It changes. Um, this was a fun episode. This was a very fun episode. I'm happy with this episode. Uh, I'm fucking tired. I'm exhausted, man. Uh, thanks to the listeners for sticking with us. This was fun. Do you have anything to add for this episode? Um, no, maybe. We got size larges left. So, if yeah. you like this episode, you should pick one up. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm just, we're done recording, so I got to focus on the football draft. That's coming up on Saturday. And I really, 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 really hope you don't have to edit my voice a lot this episode because you keep telling me that you have to edit me. Did I touch no, a lot no. of shit? And I, I, Just I, that one time. I don't know why you were... I, yeah, don't touch the wheel around the tip of the mic because it screeches in the... Oh, fuck. It doesn't screech. I don't know. I just... I, like a, I, I have like ADHD or ADD or one of those ones where I need to move or like... I think of to, this. The mic is there to record you. Anything you do to even if it I touch or around the, it is, is on the... I guess... But it's better than when you would hold the mic like Trent Reznor. <laughs> I, I hold the mic you like... You used to hold the mic <laughs> like when no. you were talking. Yeah, you did it a couple of times. I'm like, why is he doing this? Like Trent Reznor? Yeah, you would hold the mic with your two hands. How hard. good was that social uh, network soundtrack? Not a Nine Inch Nails guy, not a Trent Reznor guy. No, but I don't know why that came up to me because they kind of make like this... Yeah, he's same. always on Fincher movies. That was fucking good soundtrack. It's all right. I but I don't hold the mic. I was holding the mic like the singer of, uh, like fucking, what's his name? From uh, fucking Velvet Revolver. Scott Wayland. Yes, he holds the mic like that. Like he's making out with the mic, like with his eyes closed, half naked. Pause. Th those are things you can't do, though, recording a voice. podcast. But I don't, I really hold the mic You've like that. You've done it. You've done it. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm not upset. I'm no, don't, you don't need to be upset because we're doing a podcast together. We have to be on the same page. Yeah. And on that note, thanks for listening. See you next week.
No, hear you next week. Is it see you next week or hear They'll you? They'll hear us next week. We'll see each other next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you soon. <laughs>